When Pastor Sam initially asked me to, to speak, I was going to be speaking next Sunday. And when I sat down and began to study, the first thing that I told the Lord was, Lord, I know it's going to be Palm Sunday, but I don't want to be using blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord and all, because, you know, you want to be fresh and relevant, right? And everybody hears that every year. So I sat down, I began to study, and I'll give you one guess what the first scripture that the Lord took me to. So I don't know if the rest of you are quite as hard-headed as I am, but usually when I tell the Lord I don't want to do something, it's the, the, the exact thing that I wind up doing. So um, this morning, if you're following along in your Bible, or if you've got some kind of electronic device that you follow along on, or if you're just one that likes to stare, whichever works for you, it's okay. I'm going to start in Luke chapter 19. And uh, we're in a series called All In. And the title of my lesson this morning is called God's Eulogy. God's Eulogy. Now, a eulogy is a speech or writing in praise of a person usually in honor of a deceased person. So in a couple of weeks here, for those of you that still hadn't figured out that Easter is coming very quickly, we're going to be celebrating the most famous funeral in all of history. So it's only fitting that we give God the opportunity to give the eulogy, right? Amen. Okay. So in Luke chapter 19 starting in verse 37. It says, As soon as he was approaching, near to the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all of the miracles which they had seen, shouting, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Now, those of you that, that have heard me speak on a few occasions know that I kind of have this obsession with looking up things in the Greek. I never went to seminary, so I know that if I had gone to seminary and I was as smart as Pastor Sam and Rob Cox, he's not here for me to even brag on him, is he? That they got to go through a lot of this stuff, and I get a lot of it on my own. But I am really, really obsessed with just taking the... the uh, Good old Strong's Concordance. If you've got one of those old ones, anybody into working out? You want to work out with God and work, get a workout? Get one of those old Strong's Concordances because they're about that big and that wide. And you can take them and you can get, your, get everything going, do your curls, get, just work everything. Put it, on, put, it on, put it on your head and do your squats. Just get everything in those big Strong's Concordance. See, some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you go, he's an idiot. I have no clue what he's talking about. So I like to look up words in the Greek. So as, as I was just sitting here and I was studying this, I went and I looked up the word blessed. Blessed. The Greek word for blessed is eulogeo. Eulogeo from which comes the word eulogy. And it means to praise, to consecrate, to be favored of God, to celebrate, 
to bestow favor upon. It's really a compound word that comes from two Greek words, the first being you, E-U, which means good, and the second being logos, which means word. So the eulogio, when we say blessed, it's really a good word. It's a good word. God's good word to you is praise. It's celebration. And it's bestowing favor. That's God's good word to us. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, it says, Blessed is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Three times in this one scripture, we get the word eulogio. And really what it's saying is blessed, praise, celebration. Be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has bestowed, blessed, bestowed favor upon us with every spiritual blessing, with all the favor of God that's in heavenly places. Amen. See, we were just, pray, just singing about heaven coming down to earth. And this is what this scripture is really talking about. It's talking about the blessings, the, the eulogio of God, the blessings of God that are in heavenly places being bestowed upon His people. <laughs> Jonathan likes it. <laughs> Thank you, Jonathan. Let me read it again. For those of you that are just waking up, go ahead and wipe the sleep out. I know, I, hey, God bless you guys. You're here this morning. You didn't, hey, you didn't take the easy way out like everybody else and forget that we were springing forward, right? You didn't, you didn't, you didn't go there. You're here, so I know you lost an hour of sleep. Blessed. Praise, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has bestowed, who has blessed, bestowed favor upon us. Did you know that the favor of the Lord is on you? Amen. If you are a child of God, the favor of God is on you. And He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing, with all the favor of God that is in heaven. God has blessed us with that. All of that favor that is in heaven belongs to you. And you, and you, and you, and you, and you. The favor of God is on you. Do you believe that? Yes, amen. Hallelujah, Brother Chris. I believe it. I believe it. Let's not just believe with this. Let's believe with this so it causes us to live like that. Let's live, let's live like people who are blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. What's in heaven? What good things are in heaven? What good things do we want to be blessed with that are in heaven? How about peace of mind? Is that a spiritual blessing? Is that a blessing from heavenly places that God bestows His favor on us so that we can just have peace of mind? Does the enemy ever come and just whisper in your ear just these, these wonderful little lies? Yes. He does. I woke up at... About 4 o'clock this morning, which yesterday would have been 3 o'clock. 
I woke up with this lie being spoken to me. Just the enemy speaking. And you know what he was saying? No, you don't, and I'm going to tell you. <laughs> it's not going to work. It's never going to happen. All these promises that the Lord has for the church, it's just not going to work. I woke up with this, this anxiety <laughs> that all these wonderful things that the Lord has been promising and prophesying over the church for the last few years, it's just not going to work. It's just not going to happen. You're just trading a, a building that leaks for a building that's hidden. <laughs> it may be nice and new, but nobody will ever find it. <laughs> and you know, for a moment, I laid there. And I went, Lord, oh, Wow. Well, and those are not things I want to think about at 3 o'clock in the morning. I, those of you that know me know that I like to get up early, but even 3 o'clock in the morning is too early for me, okay? Amen, Amen that's right. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm laying there. Hopefully I didn't wake up my wife. I do that with snoring. I, I reserve my waking up of my wife with snoring, not with prayer. And these things were going on and I'm, I'm, I'm listening to them for a moment and this anxiety came upon me. But that I remembered that God is good. And I remember the promises of the Lord. I remember the word of the Lord. And I'm beginning to hang on to that. I was just reading a book this last week by a man named Kenneth Hagin. And he was a, a, a faith teacher from the last century. And one of my favorite writers. I, I, like, to, I like to read Kenneth Hagin. And in this book, he was, he was focusing on... Uh, I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget. 1 Corinthians 2.6, which says, The powers of this age will come to nothing. The powers of this age will come to nothing. And that's what I thought of. And in Brother Hagin's book, he says, you know, when the, when the enemy starts those lies and I start to, to hear those things and it's not bringing love, joy, and peace to my heart, you know what I do? I just go, nothing? I'm not listening to you. And I read that this last week and I got the giggles. I read that, nothing. Because do you realize that Satan and everything that he thinks that he can do comes to absolute nothing? Nothing. All of his power has already been destroyed and that we have those blessings through Christ Jesus Amen. of him being destroyed. So this morning at three or four, depending on which side that you were on, I just started saying nothing. I don't listen to you. Nothing, I don't believe you. And the Lord did something else too. He reminded me of the word that Pastor Corey gave at the beginning of the year. Thank you, Corey. Thank you for being honorable and giving this. 
For those of you that may not have heard it, may not have remembered it, I'm not going to read the whole thing, just going to read part of it. And the Lord reminded me of this. It said, during the time of the great breaking loose, which the word from the Lord was that 2016 was going to be a year of breaking loose. During the, the time of the great breaking loose, the enemy will no longer be able to hold back that which my faithful ones have stood in faith for, not even the things that look like they would never come to pass. So instead of laying awake at 3 o'clock in the morning worrying that half of you weren't going to follow us down the road because for some reason you want to stay over here and get baptized from the ceiling when it rains real good, I begin to say, no, Lord, your word to us for this year was we're breaking loose. Amen. Hey, nothing. I'm not listening to you. Hey, nothing. Go away. Hey, nothing. I'm going back to sleep. I'm not going to sit here and worry about this. I'm not going to roll around with this. Does that make sense? So God's good word is that you're a people of blessing. God's good word to us is also a word of consecration. In Acts 3, 26, it says, God raised up His servant and sent him to bless, to consecrate you. He's talking about Jesus. God raised up His servant and sent him to bless, to consecrate you by turning every one of you from your wicked ways. And that word wicked ways there is iniquity. To turn, to, to, he's taking even the, the pull, the drive in us towards sin. Do you, you believe Jesus paid for that too? Do you believe Jesus did more than just bring forgiveness of the things that we've done? It's more than just the forgiveness of the things that we've done. He's come along to make us new creatures in Christ Jesus. So even those things in me that would push me towards that or pull me towards that, God's going, that's not you. That's not you anymore. That's not who you are anymore. Does the temptation come? Yes. Came to Jesus. Said he was, he was a man tempted like we are. You believe Jesus was tempted? See, we have trouble with that sometimes, don't we? Well, no, he was the Son of God. He lived this holy, sinless, perfect life. He floated around on clouds with a halo. No, it says that he was tempted like we are tempted. Yet he never sinned. Therefore, when he paid the price for us, it covered our sin. So we can be new creations in Christ Jesus. So we can be consecrated to who He is. God's good word is that the sacrifice of Jesus not only forgives the sin, but changes us so we are free from even the desires to be, to be sinful. Changes us. And what should our response be to that? Same response as when Jesus was coming in. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Because if I could do it on my own, I would have done it on my own. If I could have fixed it on my own, I would have fixed it on my own. I don't know if you've lived long enough to know that you're as screwed up as I am and that you can't fix it on your own. I need Jesus. Not just for salvation. I need Him every day. So we have the, uh, 
step on this side so I can see my clock. There we go. We have the good word of God's blessings. We have the good word of God's consecration. And now we have God's, I didn't see that coming purpose for his good word. Okay? You didn't think I was going to stand up here and tell you how blessed you are the whole time? Y'all know me better than that. All right? He blesses us for a reason. There's a purpose behind it. So Romans 12, 14 says, Bless those. Remember, we're talking about the word bless, eulogio. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Bless those. Eulogio those who persecute you. Eulogio those and do not curse. God's good word has come so that we can give good words. Even in tough situations. Even when it's another church person persecuting you, speaking evil against you. Bless and do not curse. That word persecuted... Once again, I told you I like to go to the Greek. It's dioko. D-I-O-K-O. It means to mistreat. You ever been mistreated? To harm. To pursue in a hostile manner. You ever been mistreated? You ever been harmed? Have you ever actually had people pursue you? <laughs> They're not just going to talk ugly about you, but they're going to chase you down to say it. I'm going to come find you and tell you what I'm thinking. We probably all have. We probably are. Are you pointing fingers at somebody? Oh, you better stop that. That's the word persecute, dioko. But do you know... That ten times in Scripture, that same word, when we read that word, persecute, we don't get good feelings. But ten times in Scripture, that word is used for the secondary meaning, which is to seek eagerly and earnestly without the idea of hostility. To seek eagerly and earnestly without the idea of hostility. So if we back up one scripture, we just read Romans 12, 14, but Romans 12, 13 says, share with the saints in their needs. Pursue, dioko, hospitality. Pursue. Hello. Was that me? Okay, well, that's pretty loud. Hey, there's been times when I've been up speaking and somebody called me while I was speaking and the last time it happened, it was Sam Fisher. But, hey. <laughs> Share with the saints in their needs. Pursue. Dioko hospitality. And the word hospitality can be translated loving strangers. You know what? It's, it's easy to love those that love us, isn't it? It's to love those that we don't necessarily know. 
to love those who may not have been nice to us in times past. So what is the Lord telling us to do? He's saying, you pursue, you dioko, loving people, by even blessing, by, by even bestowing favor upon those who pursue, who dioko, to harm you. Is this too much Greek for you? You pursue to love people even when that person is pursuing you to do you harm. That is the message of Jesus. This is what the king came in the name of the Lord to do. So when we're shouting, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, he came in the name of the Lord to love those and to teach us to love those and through us to love those who would even pursue to harm us. He came to empower you to dioko eulogio to pursue blessing others. Can we still say blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord? Amen. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And my last point comes from Luke 9. This is where we're going to bring it all together. I used to work with a guy And when I'd start talking to him about the Lord, when he'd start feeling that, that conviction, he'd go, ah, oh, you're putting the Padre on me, aren't you? You're putting the Padre on me. <laughs> so I'm going to put the Padre on you. Luke 9. This was the scripture that I wanted to preach from the whole time. And the Lord let me bring it back around with this. Luke 9, verse 16 says, Then he took five loaves and two fish, and looking up to heaven, he blessed them. He eulogioed and broke them and kept giving them. See, we get the idea sometimes they blessed it and broke it and handed it. He kept giving it to them. Guess what? The supply never runs out. It never runs out. He kept giving them, kept giving them to the disciples who sat before the people and they all ate and were satisfied. And the broken pieces which they had left over were picked up 12 full baskets. You know, when we start talking about the, the blessings of the Lord, Hey, and, and, and this is not a place of condemnation or anything like that, but we like to connect with God when we're talking about the blessings. You can get people excited about talking about the blessings. And there's a lot of people that will pursue, that will dioko the blessings. But do we, with the same ferocity, Dioko being a blessing? Because not one of you were put on this planet to be by yourself, to do it all yourself. Let's 
Let's read the scripture again. And he took the five loaves and the two fishes, and looking up to heaven, he blessed them and broke them. This whole lesson with me started out of just my own prayer time when I was reading through Luke. And it so struck me how often I had said, Lord, bless and break something and give it to me. Bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me. And the Spirit of the Lord says, I want to bless you and break you. so that others may be satisfied. You understand what I'm saying? And just this overwhelming sense of the plans and the purposes of God just begin to come over me. And I begin to pray this prayer, Lord, I don't want to be the recipient. I want to be the giver. Lord, bless me. Break me so that others can be satisfied, so others can be fed. Lord, take whatever that you've put inside of me, whatever you've given me, whatever I have, it's all yours anyway, Lord. Take it and use it so others can be drawn to you. And we have a promise that when we allow the Lord to use us that way, people are going to be satisfied. People are going to be satisfied. This is when we begin to understand that all those blessings in heavenly places are not just so I can say that I'm a a blessed person, but so that the Lord can, can use me as a conduit, if you will, that others may be satisfied, that others can be fed, And you are the same way. If you are in a a relationship with Jesus Christ, He did not put you here. He did not leave you here. So you can just go, one of these days I'm going to heaven. I'm going to heaven. Some glad morning when this life is o'er, I'll fly away. (laughs) And hey, you know that I'm not knocking heaven. You know that. I get in trouble for my sarcasm sometimes. I'm not knocking heaven. But what was the song we were singing? Heaven here. Heaven here. Heaven here. Heaven here. Lord, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, we're here for a purpose. We're here for a very short time. Here for a very short time. So so let's pursue blessing. Let's pursue blessing. Blessing others. That's why we're here. That's the whole reason that we're here. So what do we do with this? Here's a simple one. It's two weeks till Easter. Two weeks till Easter. It's two weeks until we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I remember a time 
that was just a story to me that I heard from my grandparents, that I heard from my mom. But I remember when it became real to me. I remember the day that the story of Jesus became real to me and Jesus became real to me. And it's been almost 29 years, but I never got over it. I've never gotten over it. I don't know how many of you read, read the blog that I wrote this week, but I was writing about Mary Magdalene. She never got over it. She never got over it. What Jesus had done for her, she never got over it. And everybody's running around going, I want to be a Peter. I want to be a Paul. I want to be a Mary Magdalene. <laughs> Where's Kelly? He's not going to say, yeah, you're kind of girly. But uh, I just want to be passionate about the Lord. I want to be passionate about the Lord. She was so passionate about the Lord that in the midst of the most important thing that has ever happened in all of the universe... I'm telling you because I know most of you didn't read the blog. It says, Jesus stopped. Jesus appeared to her. There she was in the garden. Desperate, desperate, desperate to connect with Jesus. There she was. Early. It says early. Early. Yeah, she wasn't just going out there because there was some dead guy in a tomb. Man, she was she had expectation. She was desperate to connect with the Lord. And she went out there, and in the midst of the most important thing that has ever happened in all of eternity, Jesus, raising from the dead and ascending into heaven to complete the work of salvation, it says that He appeared to her. He appeared to her. And He had to tell her, hey, don't touch me. Don't touch me. I hadn't gone to the Father yet. Don't touch me. But I'm here to let you know everything's good. Everything's good. Remember, I promised you I'd raise in three days. Remember, I promised you these things. Everything is good. Everything is good. Everything is good. So here we are. Two weeks from Easter. Are we pursuing being a blessing? Are we pursuing being a blessing? I know we still live in East Texas, the most evangelized place in all of the world. But there are desperate and broken people. There are people that have been hurt in churches who won't come back to church because they've never seen people that live what they believe outside of church and they go to church and people puts the big smile on, everything's okay, I'm so holy. Instead of just being real. And there are broken people just outside the doors of this church who need to be pursued. need to be pursued. You know them. I know them. Let's pursue them. Let's pursue them. Let's dioko. And then when we get a hold of them, let's eulogio.
Let's bless them. Let's speak life to them. Amen? Amen. All right, so what do we do with this? If you wouldn't mind just bowing your heads with me for just, just a couple minutes. So what is the Lord speaking to you? That's the most important thing. doesn't matter what I say, what Pastor Sam says, what Pastor Corey says. It matters what the Lord is saying to you. In all of these texts, here we are, you may be sitting here and you've never pursued being a blessing because you've never been caught by the blesser. We find that hard to believe at times, don't we? Maybe you found the blesser, but you're stuck in the rut of life. And you need the blessed king to come to you in the name of the Lord and just set you back on track. You know that's who he is. The world portrays our God as this angry, mean, looking for any excuse to strike you dead. And that may be their interpretation of God, but that's not the Bible's interpretation of God. That is not the God that we serve. The God that we serve longs to connect with you. In whatever way that you will let Him, He longs to connect with you. So if you are here this morning and you've never made that, that connection with the Lord, if you really don't have a real and an alive relationship with Jesus Christ, I'm not going to ask you to, to do anything this morning. Except just pray with us. I'm not going to ask you to get out of your seat. I'm not going to ask you to come down. I'm usually that kind of guy, but this morning. Let's just pray together. And if you're sitting here and you've never made that connection with the Lord, or you need to make a reconnection with the Lord. And you mean it in your heart. You know, these are not magic words. We're not saying open sesame and things happen. This is a simple prayer to a God that simply loves you. And the Bible says if we believe with our heart and confess with our mouth or speak it with our mouth that we will be saved. So just under your breath right there as we, as we pray. If you need to make this connection with the Lord, just pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I know I'm a mess. But I'm a mess that needs you. Lord, I ask you to forgive me in the places where I've missed it. 
I ask you to just come and change my life. Come and teach me what it means to walk with you. To be with you. Lord, I don't understand all of it. But I just simply say, here I am. I thank you for your sacrifice. I thank you for setting me free. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, look at me real quick. If you prayed that prayer for the first time or the hundredth time, but this was the first time you really meant it, we do want to connect with you. Okay? Pastor Corey, I wish you weren't all the way in the back, but wave your hand, Pastor Corey. If you prayed that prayer, and you want to connect with somebody just to let them know, just to speak it out, just to find out what's the next step. You can find Pastor Corey. You can find Pastor Sam or myself. Because we really do want to help you take the next step. Okay? All right. Pursue loving. Pursue loving. Amen?